You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brannon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with two local entrepreneurs and leaders within our community. <laughs> and over the past few years, these guys and their team have decided to get into the cannabis space. And they're super witty and have great energy. And we're super excited to pick their brains. So guys, please welcome Justin and Ben with Chill Dispensary here in OKC to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. So let's just start from the beginning. Will each of you share a little bit of where your cannabis journey first began? Yes, I'll go first. Um, I was born in the trap. You are Justin talking. This is Justin. No, this is Ben. (laughs) You'll never know. No, this is Justin. Stop. (laughs) I was born in a trap house and I wasn't. I actually grew up in the church and... I did not know anything. Well, I knew about cannabis. It was the devil's lettuce. poison, the devil's lettuce. Um, no, I. it just wasn't around me. I. It wasn't around the friends that I was in or the groups that I was in, and so I wasn't really exposed to it. And plus, I, growing up in a largely conservative home, uh, it was, you know, frowned mm-hmm. upon. So it wasn't until I dropped out of med school okay. that uh, I went with my buddies. We went to Colorado. So after the first year of med school, my T-shirt business had blown up, and my um, I, we had had our first child, and it was just far too much, and med school was crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I quit med school, and then we went to Colorado, and it was just, oh, okay. And um, it was Burns, actually. You know. Love it. Burns and I took a trip, and uh, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, I... I had just, I felt, I've always identified as a bit of a creative person, but, Mm -hmm. and I had known that people had, would consume and then do creative activities, but I never, you know, considered putting the two together. So it was really like, it just, it unlocked a different part of me that I hadn't, you know, I, this is, this is the first time I've ever talked about cannabis usage, um, publicly. So this will give you an idea. (laughs) Um, So I'm a little nervous about it, but it's okay. Um, because what are we if we're not honest, right? Right. And so, um, you know, it's something that I have I have a large amount of ADD, and I also have a little bit of social anxiety. As, as I came out of school, so when I went to school, I had to uh, um, study a lot mm-hmm. by myself. And sometimes we would do it with buddies, but I've always identified as an extrovert and have no problem um, talking to people or, you know, performing or doing whatever it is. And and then as I had to get, I had to force myself to get really introverted to be successful. And it changed me. Yeah. You know, my wife and I talk about it a little bit coming out of school. Like I, I don't enjoy, I'm not here for new friends. I don't want to be in big groups of people. I just want to be around the people that I know and love yeah. and trust yeah. and have conversations. And so what was cool was being in a place um, where cannabis was legal. Me and me and Burns actually had to, the way that we didn't go, we, when we went, um, I, we weren't sure how to get weed because yeah. we both hadn't bought it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess Burns had always gotten it on the traditional market. Um, and these were, these hot words are fun for me because I'm learning all of these <laughs> with my vocabulary. Um, but 
we had to go to this. Um, we went to a dispensary and we said, how do we get this? <clears throat> and I'll come back full circle. But he said, how do we get this? And they, uh, he said, well, you have to have a card. And I said, okay, great. Where, how do we get a card? And he goes, well, you just go down the street and you go get a card. So we went down the street to this doctor's office and there was this really long line. Um, Burns and I met at UCO. We were both graphic design majors. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we became very close friends very quickly and then moved in together. And so he and I have a very special relationship. And he, we also worked at the Apple store together for a little while. Oh, cool. You worked at the Apple store? Yeah. Oh, shut up. I opened that store up. The, like the OG R130? Dude, that's wild. What? (laughs) Yes. I was a creative genius. No. No wonder we get along so well. This makes so much more sense. (laughs) Wow. True story. Um, So we (laughs) go into this uh, doctor's office and the lady's having a fit. That's the receptionist that's taking people in. And I'm charming enough to ask her hey what's going on are you got you seem like this is what and so she says our printer's broken and it won't work and all these people can't get their licenses because they're printing licenses on the spot to tourists like us oh wow so who get their recommendations same day Mm -hmm. so that you can walk right over to the dispensary and purchase amazing pre-rec in Colorado. wow this was actually this was tahoe so this is nevada oh yeah so i don't know so this would have been in like 2015, 16, something yep. like that. Wow. Um, so yeah, we her printer's broken. <clears throat> so I said, "Well, this guy can fix your printer." And I point to Burns. I mean, all of us in this room <laughs> yeah. could have fixed her printer. But <laughs> Burns was the sacrificial lamb that day. And <laughs> sacrificial. He sits down and fixes her printer, and she was just like her. She was just a straight panic, and now she was calm. And then she, because of that, you know, she was like, "Well, you guys." <laughs> here and she opens the door and says hey jerry we have a walk-in that we need to talk or whatever dr jerry i don't know why his name ben and jerry that's what i'm talking about um but they walk us right in um i actually got my card burns didn't get his um i don't know why but we only needed one right yeah and so i got mine and we, we walked back to the dispensary and bought like one of everything <laughs> there were pretzels Yo, no. there were chocolate bars <laughs> There were gummy bears. There was hot sauce. Amazing. (laughs) Also, right next door was a pizza place. So (laughs) we bought, we smoked, and we ate, and we did all of the things. We I don't even know how much cannabis we actually consumed that day because it was like two kids in a candy store. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have a comprehension of like milligrams. It's just oh, this is a bag of gummy bears. Tight. Hey, all of we we split it. Not all of we split it. (laughs) Halfsies. Yeah, we split everything. Amazing. Uh, and then there was the, then we're like, well, I guess we're going to get, cause we had smoked. And so the gummies hadn't kicked in and Burns had smoked in the past. Um, but he hadn't, I don't know that he had had gummies necessarily. And so then we just went to this pizza restaurant and sat down and were bench locked for three hours and then somehow <laughs> made it back to the hotel. <laughs> I say all of that. I was in a very safe place with a very special person Yeah, and the cannabis, like it just, enhanced our conversation it enhanced our experience Mm -hmm. it enhanced our friendship and it was just such a environmental enhancer and I recognized and respect I had like my first true respect for um weed at that point like like, this is this really does change people's lives and yes there's fun that comes along with it um and there's certainly abuse that comes along with it um but there's also like there's real 
I don't know, there's space that it opened up for me that I'd never had before. And yeah. conversations. Like, I, I, think, I think about my wife and I sometimes, we, we talk, and, and life is so hard and oppressive and busy, but I have found myself and my wife with cannabis. Like, we'll sit down and have a conversation for an hour that we never would have had before because it's always like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, no, the kids are this. and right. No, it just, it's this, like, pause button. Which is really cool. So sorry for hijacking the podcast. Thank you for coming to my tag. That's my background with cannabis. That's yeah. awesome. So how long have you and your wife been married? Uh, this will, oh God. I'm supposed to hit that. 14 years. 14 years. 14 that's years. awesome. I'm supposed to hit that. You got it. You <laughs> yeah, you got it. it. It's okay. 14 years. Well, thanks that's for awesome. sharing all that. Yeah, now. that was great. All right, Ben. Let's hear it. All right. So, <clears throat> so I was raised very similar to Justin in the church, you know, Drugs were definitely a no-no. Alcohol, I probably didn't even see my parents drink alcohol until I was in my early 20s, you know? Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm working for my parents at the time. I'm uh, 18, you know, fresh out of high school. It's the summer. And my parents are out of town on, I don't know if it was a business trip or something. All of the outside salesmen, they own a oil and gas equipment company. Just me and my sister. And at this time, my sister, my oldest sister, Sandy, uh, shout out Sandy. Um, <laughs> she was working there um, doing billing and receptionist work, you know, just cler- general clerical stuff. And, and she smoked. I had never smoked. And she had always, she's always hitting me, you know, hey, come, you know, smoke with me, smoke with me, smoke with me. And so we ended up, she rolled up like a little pinner of some like, you know, just straight up Mexican brick weed, you yeah. know, just the dirtiest of the dirty. Um, tasted like real gasoline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we sat out in her in her car and smoked in the parking lot of my parents' business. And if obviously if they would have known this. They would have freaked oh, out. But that's like super risky. Just straight up flip shit. Uh-huh. Do you they, think your mom's going to listen to this? No. Hell no. Ooh. I hope she does. Yeah, maybe, maybe she will. Maybe Shout she out will. Nancy. Yeah. Shout out Nancy. Um, so Amazing. We smoke. I go. I'm the only one upstairs in the office. She's downstairs. And like. I don't even think I had much work going on. So I'm scrolling through YouTube or reading an article or whatever. And I like buzz down to her and I'm like, Hey man, I'm not really feeling anything. This is like 30 minutes in. <laughs> She's like, yeah, just, you know, Hey, I didn't get so my first time, whatever. And then 30 minutes later, it kind of like hits me and it was, it, I wasn't even really high, but it just, I got the munchies. Yeah. And so like we shut up shop for 10 minutes, rolled over to Grandy's. <laughs> I got, Grandies. I got some chicken tendies uh-huh. and a dozen rolls. A dozen. <laughs> got back to the office. Sandy ends up eating like maybe two rolls. Mm-hmm. I smashed the other two <laughs> and my chicken tenders. And so after that, it was me, you know, going over to her house, you know, sneaky on the link. weekends. Yeah, she was my sneaky link. Not in that, you know, that weird sense. But no, I would go over there and, and smoke with her. And, um, you know, it was I get very nostalgic about that. Yeah. You know? um, because she was also. Uh, we're 15 years apart. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And she was like my parents, like, She's older. She, yeah, she is older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so um, <laughs> the, she, was, she was my parents' prodigal child. And so, like, Got you. ran away from home the day they brought me home from the hospital. Like, all sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. went off to the, and, like, worked in the, 
like carnival or like state fair like yeah. circuit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, she had met a guy there and they ended up moving back to Oklahoma and kind of just settling down. But uh, I didn't, you know, up until she started working for my parents, I didn't have much of a connection with her. And so us having that moment and kind of sharing that, we were able to kind of like connect connect and yeah. and make up for lost time yeah you know? definitely um and so it was it was really cool um oh. but yeah that was kind of my shout out sandy up. yeah shout out sandy Love oh, it. i hope yeah. sandy listens to this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna text her about <laughs> yeah it. you better <laughs> so we all have our preferred consumption methods what are both of your preferred ways of smoking cannabis or using cannabis and do you have any like certain strains or terpenes that you go towards more you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, so being a, a grower, obviously you're going to smoke a lot of flour. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as I was telling you guys earlier, um, we smoked a little joint um, of apple mints. And I told him it was, you know, still pretty fresh, you know, like 10 days dry. Um, but I told him I like to start, you know, mm-hmm. going in at six days and sampling things. And so... Uh, I, I tend to smoke a lot of flour, um, but my preferred method of consumption is probably dabbing. Okay. Um, hash, live rosin, um, and I, I do probably more of that than, than anything. And then um, edibles at night. I can't, I can't do edibles in the day. Yeah, I understand. They just make me want to do nothing. Yes, um, not just, me. Oh, see, I wish I was like that. Not me, because I, I, I say a consistent high, and I'm like, all right, let's get this shit done. And yeah. I just go get after it. I just depends on what you're taking. It though. does. If a one to one, a one to one puts me down. Like I can't do anything when I take a one to one. But if it's just like a like a edible, like a can't like you know edible, some sort of disty edible. No, I actually don't eat disty edibles. Good for Fun you. Fact. Good for Fun you. Fact. Yeah, love that. I've been big on the skunkies though. Those mindful indulgence mm-hmm. rosin gummies. Mm-hmm. That's nice because it gave me a really good dab high for like six or seven hours. I would say. Rosin gummies are And I was just vibing. Rosin edibles in yeah, general. I was vibing nicely. We'll be hitting the market with those soon. <laughs> Coming soon to a dispensary near you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, full spectrum edibles. I mean, Amazing. it's the way the plant yes. was intended to be consumed. Yes, absolutely. So is there a certain point, Justin, you kind of answered this, but if you have more you'd like to say, please do. But um, is there a certain point where cannabis became more than just smoking weed and seen as more medicinal for you? Yeah, I, so my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion, um, I learned about science, excuse me, I had a lot of formal training in science before I started learning about cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, So my, certainly my cannabis journey has been that of um, suspect, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm looking into what it is that I'm consuming, um, or I'm, I'm trying to understand what it is. Um, certainly more sooner or cer- certainly more lately than previously mm-hmm. Ben stepping into my life. Ben has taken me, um, Ben's like a, Ben's, the, Ben's top shelf. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Ben has a, Ben's taste palette. Um, the things that he enjoys in life, his hobbies, uh, the, the DMS that I'm, my phone is full of, uh, are, of only top shelf things. Uh, it's either a, a, a leather maker or a car uh, designer or a chef or a Ben is a, is a mega foodie. I'm just rambling on him because I, 
I sh- please go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, he has very good taste. There isn't anything that he um, doesn't like. That I mean, it's just whatever Ben likes. Mm-hmm. I've my wife is actually getting annoyed as of late because I'm making recommendations. Mine too. <laughs> right. I'm making recommendations, and I'm qualifying a lot of them with, well, Ben said this. <laughs> hey, honey, Ben said this is awesome. We should watch this show because my boy's got good taste. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you have a high batting average. It's such right? a great compliment. I mean, yes. 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 That is. Yeah. Such Thank a great you. Yes. Wow. So he, too, yeah. <laughs> too, so he has taken me from a, I was a lost puppy mm-hmm. in cannabis world, you know, back to the beginning. Yeah. And, and then I opened up a dispensary, and... I just like, I I sold what I I knew what high retail looked like. I knew what design like. I had a high yeah. taste for like aesthetic, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I didn't know product. I had no, I had zero vocabulary. I had no connections. I had no, I had nothing to base anything off of. So yeah. I would just sell things based on either packaging or what we could get our ha- get our hands on. And turns out, like, there's an entire realm of boutique and mm-hmm. just craft inside of cannabis that I just completely missed out on in my first three years of owning a business. I feel like a lot of people have though, mm-hmm. or do, you know, like it's not, that's not like no knowledge that's just out there. Yeah. 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 So what, sorry, I'm kind of cutting you off here. Um, what implored you to start a dispensary? Oh, sure. Um, so I had a, I have a screen printing company. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma shirt company. We make t-shirts, hats, embroidery Mm -hmm. design. Um, and next door and next door, there was this building that became available for rent. So where my business is downtown at the time, I didn't own any of these buildings. And I just, I rented a building that was close to the medical college because my strategy in Edmond, how I got through pre-med was uh, Ben and I drove by it earlier. Um, it's on 18th and frets. It's Mm -hmm. like right here. It's super cool. Uh, my strategy in college was I put my print shop and then the office I converted into a conference room where me and my buddies would study. So we would, once my wife kicked us out of the house from screen printing in the garage, <laughs> uh, we, I had to do it elsewhere. And so that's where I would study. So I had this little study office. Um, and, uh, that's, I completely forgot what I was talking about. Chill. How chill? Yeah. How you got into that? No. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So this print, I moved my business, that's what it was. I moved my business downtown. Mm -hmm. um, And so because of that, as Oklahoma Shirt Company grew... There was a yoga studio next door. And when there became an opportunity to rent the yoga studio, I had to rent the yoga studio because we needed to expand. Mm -hmm. So expansion largely drove it. So there's a big warehouse behind Oklahoma Shirt Company. We moved into that. And then the last piece was the um, building where Chill is right now. Mm -hmm. It was an auto mechanic. And he decided to move his business. 
and the building became available for rent. And I said, well, crap, I have to take it. I didn't have a business for it. <laughs> really, I was just like, I have to make something that can essentially yeah. hold this place it's for me. a good me. location, the building itself. Yeah. yeah, until I need to use it. Yeah. Uh, and so then I got the building, and then we realized, like, I was using it for storage and, like, a just really expensive storage and warehousing for the shirt mm-hmm. company at the time. And... And Some I living space as well. A living space. There was an apartment <laughs> above it. Jaron, our production manager, uh, he lived in there for a little bit. Several <laughs> ghosts of Osco Pass have lived in there. Um, but the, I had two neighbors um, that I was close. One of them I, I kind of grew up with. The other one I met um, in our neighborhood. But we were just cannabis becomes legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all like one's an attorney, one's a dentist, and one's a screen printer. And mm-hmm. we're like, well... We could probably do this, and so yeah, right. I mean, a million other seriously (laughs) for real. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, we're smarter than everybody else. Yeah, you know, we can do this. Yeah, the locations, everything. And so we just like blindly walked into filling out the application. We got approved, and then I just started buying everything (laughs) that came through the door. Yeah, and then selling it right back out. Like our dispensary. We were, not, it's not a, I know there are certainly people who do way better, but for us, like in our first like six to eight months, we were selling easily $125,000 to $150,000 a month out wow. of our dispensary, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if anybody, like I've talked to a lot of dispensary owners, like. Yeah, that's a lot. That's crushing it. Yeah. yeah. But we were just parlaying all that money. It was going, we were taking it, buying more product, taking it, improving the business, taking it. I you know the joke. It's not a joke. Uh, it's this. This business is freaking hard. Um, I, I haven't gotten really paid well yet from you know I because, I'm I've dug us into a hole, and well so let me let me come to that. So <laughs> chill opened because of an opportunity. Long. Yeah. Um, the opportunity was the market was brand new. You had three entrepreneurs, and we said let's go. And four years later. Um, it's a different story, mm-hmm. you know. Four years later, it's I I've got I've had two sets of partners. I've had two sets of partners. Um, <laughs> what, what was what? that? It was freaking and Siri. That bitch is just talking to uh, us while we're doing oh, something, listening. Uh, so <laughs> no, like I had partners, and then that didn't we that didn't work out. And it didn't work out because we didn't work it out. Like, we're still good friends. Like, it was just like, hey, this business isn't crushing. What do we need to do? And I'm like, well, the only way, what we need to do (laughs) is to rescue this business. And they're like, well, I don't know what that takes. And I said, I don't know what it takes either. But it it became evident that the, the only way that this thing was going to work was to become a labor of love. And I thought that I could open up a little lemonade stand next door to my business and it would, and make it look pretty and it's in a good location mm-hmm. and have good product. And then people would just buy. I also thought let's do cultivation. So I got a cultivation license as well. So there's the dispensary and the cultivation license from the beginning. And the cultivation side is an entirely different story. Um, of, a lot of this is like me just doing a really bad job of being a dispensary <laughs> owner and a, a cultivator um, because the truth is I didn't have my hand on it. Yeah. I tried to just hire people and I trust, I do trust people. I'm so trusting of people and I hired good people and, or so that I thought, and they, everyone's still good. It just, 
it wasn't managed well. And ultimately that's my responsibility. I didn't manage it as well as I should have. Um, also, I happened to be holding on to a tiger by the tail known as Oklahoma Shirt Company the whole time. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, this thing's getting all of my attention. There, I've, I tell it, Ben, like, there would be a week or two that would go by that I sometimes wouldn't even go di- visit the dispensary. And it's right next door. Like, that's just senseless. Yeah. yeah. I, lo- I look back on that, and I was like, I just, I was not a good steward of that. Yeah. I thought I could just build something really nice, and then it would work. And it turns right. out it it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you learn from these experiences. Yeah. And yeah. as a dispensary owner, it's really cool to see that you have that perspective and can look back on that. That's kind of why I went into the, because you're talking so highly about Ben. And so it's like, oh, how did you get into cannabis if you didn't really feel like you knew cannabis till yeah. recently? So I, hats off to you for being like that because I feel like not many people can admit their failures and yes. their lack of being in in the space when it's needed and I think it's cool that you're able to say that and also take that and shift it right yeah. like and grow from it and yeah. now you guys are killing it smashing it yeah and that's cool to see thank you yeah you're welcome um we got off track a little but let's talk <laughs> about your fa- uh, your what were we talking about even oh cannabis is medicine at what point was that for you um get there i mean yeah (laughs) yeah sorry not yeah Uh, i I mean i would say it's (laughs) it's always been there intuitively you know what i mean like um whether i really thought about it or not even you know that that first time sorry that first time uh smoking or you know the, the handful of times after that um you just you whether you respect it as a medicine or not you can see the usefulness in it you know what I mean? Yes. Um, because you you smoke a joint or you eat an edible, and it's it's relaxing, it's uplifting, it, it puts you in a better mood. Um, that in and of, in and of itself is medicinal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people take Xanax every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for for depression, and um, it's it's you know helping you enhance your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so. Uh, I think from the very beginning, whether I would have acknowledged it at that point or not, uh, I recognized it as, you know, medicine in some form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll answer that question because I did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. um, It is what is medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, What is a drug? You know, it's probably the question that I look at first. Like, what is it altering? Like, is it? are you helping something? Are you hurting something? Are you masking something? Are you curing something? And I, there is there, I think there's a, a lot of pseudoscience wrapped up in the cannabis world. I think that 100, a lot of bro science. Yeah. There's a lot of people. One of the things that's the most off putting thing to me about this industry, if I'm being honest in the, in the quest of trying to find out, is this medicine or not? Mm -hmm. Um, is just how everybody is so, blindly confident about themselves and their processes and everything. And like, I'm the best at this, or I'm the, I'm all of the consultants or all of the people who claim to just be these savants and like gurus. And it's just like blind arrogance on display. And it's really off putting. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, you're no, really not you're wrong. Not. At all. Thousand no. percent correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So like in looking t- it, which does our whole industry and does the whole product such a disservice because it just takes something that's really 
purely in its best sense, plant medicine, Mm -hmm. like something that does change people's lives. And it probably does do something that helps people's ailments somehow Mm -hmm. to be determined, Mm -hmm. but, but not also all of the falsified claims and everything. Every time that anybody runs their mouth in such a um, flagrant way about cannabis, it, it degrades it to the rest of the world who doesn't understand how it works because the only way to come into the cannabis community is to consume cannabis. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that for so many reasons, right, wrong, or indifferent have hesitancy about consuming cannabis or haven't, or don't have a, a helper to help mm-hmm. them get there. And, and that's not to say that everybody, that's not what I'm, I'm saying, but I just, it doesn't get the, the proper respect or treatment. I think that what's interesting is to watch how the U.S. is so divided in the states and the rec and the medical use and the, the scheduling or the rescheduling or lack thereof and all of the legislature, there's such tension about this. And maybe it's this and it used to be, I, I don't know, all of the different things that humanity has gotten wrong in the For past. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Booze would have been the same way if yeah. prohibition yeah. would have lasted yeah. a lot longer than right. it You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and prohibition with booze you still had you had bootleggers and things like that the traditional market with cannabis in particular has just lasted a hell of a lot longer and so it's pretty entrenched and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of bro science and there wasn't government money going into research and things like that and so it is a lot of bro science it's a lot of legacy growers are like yeah i piss in my tanks for the extra (laughs) nitrogen or what 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 the hell ever you know what i mean like um so yeah i it 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 drives me up a wall that the cannabis industry is kind of lazy in a lot of ways. Um, like the whole indica sativa thing, you know, um, that's, that's one of my pet peeves when I hear people come into the dispensary and I'll, I'll, I, I can only smoke indicas because if I smoke a sativa, it's panic attack. You know, their minds aren't opened completely. Yeah. If they're well, just stuck on those words though, it's, it's With our knowledge. Fault, it's yeah. our fault. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the bud tenders fault. It's mm-hmm. the growers fault. Yeah. It's, it's, a, a trickle down thing, domino effect. Yeah, and it's a, a same thing. What's the highest THC stuff? You yeah, got? yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I will stand, stop, bro. <laughs> I will stop what I'm doing. I'll be back there mixing a tank of water. <laughs> Gather around, turn children. the water off, and I'm like, when you walk into the liquor store, do you just ask where the Everclear is? Yeah, where the right. 151 is. It's no. a great example. Sometimes you want mm, a nice glass of bourbon. Sometimes yeah. you want a dry, you know, red wine. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's not a it's so much more than that. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's it's bud tenders uh, and it's purchasing agents and it's growers. Yeah. We, everyone you has know, a hand in it. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it really, in all honesty, as a grower, it starts with the growers. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the grower walking into that dispensary, yeah. selling his product that he spent so much time and effort growing. Yeah. And they know that those buds were buzzwords, that those... Mm-hmm. Purchasing managers. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Here, look at my test. Oh, it's over 30. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, that's a good jumping off point, but it's not everything. And I think that's kind of getting back to the point of him, like, there's not a whole lot of hard, hard science in cannabis yet. And it's it's coming, you know, but um, there's still a lot of bro science out there. And I think, you know, him being a recent, you know, somewhat recent cannabis user starting to use. Um, he had a, you know, a lot of outside perspective. From yep. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. So at what point did you enter the picture and how did you two meet? Let's hear this. Mm. 
So let's go ahead and we'll start this off the right way. Shout out Morgan Horner <laughs> of High Voltage and Glass Bunker. Uh, no, so uh, introduction was made um, through a mutual friend of ours, Morgan Horner, who I've known since we were five, six years old. Uh, I was a groomsman in his wedding. Like, we, you know, we know each other like that. It's not like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's my homie. No, like Morgan's Super family. close. Yeah, yes. family, basically. Um, and so Morgan was like, yeah, this Justin Lawrence, he's looking for a grower, you know. And uh, I was at that time, I was working f- with a buddy of mine, Joe uh, Clifton. Sorry to use his government. Uh, he is uh, Jake's Jungle. Okay. Um, okay. And so. Incredible guy. J- Joe is. We love Joe. Salt of the earth. Uh, one of my very best friends. He's just. He's Decent a, golfer. <laughs> he gets his ass beat by me most of the time. Um, but. So I, I was working with him part time. I was still uh, full time at my family's business. And um, so. Helping Joe out, and I meet Justin, and I, I see his place. And at that time, it was a 15-foot by 15-foot veg, um, and it was a 15-light uh, flower room. Um, and so I told him, I said, our very first meeting, I said, Justin. Badass, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. congratulations. Thank You've you. made it. Um, where's the million dollars? Cultivation. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, I just told him, I said, that's not, that's a, that's a hobby at that point. There's a lot of dudes that have that in their garage. You know what I mean? Like in all, with all due respect, he just didn't, he didn't know. And I said, that's really not going to feed, but maybe one person. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you really want to do it, I said, you've got to be willing to expand. And I said, if you're not willing to expand, I totally understand that, but I also, I'm not going to leave my buddy Joe, who I enjoy working with, Mm -hmm. who was on the brink of bringing me on full time and, you know, all that comes with that. And so, um, you know, it had to be the right, right right move, Mm -hmm. you know? And so he was like, I would totally be down to expand and, um, all those things. And the other thing that I told him, I said, I will help with whatever, wherever I can. But I said, I'm not an electrician. Not an HVAC guy. I'm not a plumber. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of the time uh, these growers get hired, and, yeah. and the, the the investors or capital capital guys, mm-hmm. they expect them to be all those things. Yeah, right. you know, and and then then it's the grower's fault because he can't mm-hmm. work on the AC or he, you know what I mean. And so uh, I was just I was upfront and honest with him. I said I'm down to learn, yeah. to help, whatever. But so I started over there. Uh, I left Joe's. Uh, it was the week before Thanksgiving in 2020. And um, so I came over and was working part-time at, you know, at uh, Chill, trying to get, you know, just things turned around. Yeah. And I stepped in and killed every single plant and veg <laughs> <laughs> the first day I got there and uh, felt good. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they were still running like Blue Dream and shit. And, Hey, take it easy. Man. Not, not, hey, listen, hey, listen, 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 listen. Why none, none, none of this, none of this is a knock on Justin. Critical orange punch. He didn't. He didn't really know any better. And at that time, yeah. he talks about having a tiger by the tail. He's being very modest. Uh, Oklahoma Shirt Company was really blowing up at that time. They were, you know, 
the Thunder was making mm-hmm. it to the playoffs, and they were doing all those shirts that you see on the backs of the chairs. So they were staying late to watch nice. the game to see Amazing. if they needed to. A big old sleep shirt. Yeah. I still have some of those. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Hey. We all do. They're in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. All mine have sleeves cut off. I do yard work in them. <laughs> um, and so it was not a knock on him at all. It was more of a knock on the people that had talked themselves into positions in that business that really weren't qualified, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, they just, they were like, yeah, let's do it. We'll wing it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, his original grow would show up like once or twice a week. You know what I oh, mean? Wow. And, <laughs> and I didn't know, you he, know. Yeah, he didn't I, know. I, had a- I would ask him, I would say, hey, and this is just the scientific method, right? Like I look <laughs> at a plant and it doesn't look right. Or like, yeah. should you, should we do something about yeah. this? Like yeah. this doesn't look like yeah. it's thriving. Yeah. yeah. What, what are these little <laughs> bugs? <laughs> What is yeah, this? Yeah. It's not your forte. Hey, don't worry oh, about it. No. We're going to release some predator mites and handle. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> hey, I'm seeing this stuff on Instagram. Like, <laughs> this says this, and yeah. like this kind of looks like this. Or why don't ours ever look like this? Oh, dude, we're just dialing the room in, bro. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. Mm. Which in some part, you know, some of that's that's true. You know, yeah, kind of like whatever. But it you was, don't want to you know, question the people who are growing the plant when you're not the one growing it. Yeah, yeah, Justin will always. Question. I have no he's problem always, with no. that now. He's he's trying to he's trying to no, call bullshit on me every thing. day, and I love it. I yeah, love it. it keeps you on your toes for sure. Yeah, well, for sure. that's how I learn too. Yeah, right. So that's the I understand that. I yeah. got to the only way that I learn is deconstruction, and so yeah. like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to read a book. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, but I'll watch. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't make sense, then I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if what yep. you tell me doesn't make sense, I'm going to tell you that that doesn't make sense. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. though. Yeah. I can't learn by reading a book. I have to like well, have I hands on. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's so not all me. I can do books. See, I can't do books. I have to be like hands on. Like I'm experienced. Putting things together. Yeah. I check the directions and I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and then I go back. Eventually, have to round about me like, oh, fuck it. Okay, let's Got get a the direction. Bowl full of extra screws <laughs> yeah. at the house. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All these extra parts. So, you guys. That's how we met. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Morgan so, Morgan Horner. <laughs> Love you, Morgan. No, Morgan. Someone say his name one more time. Morgan, Morgan. Horner. <laughs> so, I was over at. Um, I was over at. Kyle Hicks is in Morgan's place. So Hicks Design. Geist, Kyle Hicks. Kyle Hicks. Geist Law Firm is over there. Donnie Geist mm-hmm. is the best in the game. Um, we ha- Thankfully, I haven't had to hire him yet. But, man, he's a great friend. <laughs> he answers my stupid questions, which yeah. is so awesome. Um, he has a great taste in music. And Amin over there, those guys are awesome. Um, and then Glass Bunker. You know, So if oh, you yeah. haven't been over there, it's a whole badass complex. It between is. Between Glass Bunker, High Voltage, Geist Law Firm. Hicks Design. Um, and every guy and gal that is over there is just top class. It's in the just, Plaza yeah. District. Yeah, if anyone's yes. listening, yeah. it's not familiar. No 16th and Gatewood. So yes. one of, so the dispensary, haha, wasn't doing so great. <laughs> and I was looking for people. <laughs> I was looking for someone like, hey, I can't run this. Back to the dispensary. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching Morgan Horner build his dispensary yeah. at the same time that I'm building mine. Right. And I, I'm not even going to call it a moon race. Like it was, I, we're just competing at just different levels. Mm-hmm. I was, I always had a deep respect for how Morgan built high voltage and yeah. how Kyle built it and the, the branding and from the consistency and the Morgan just being, you know, an owner, like that's why people love, people want to talk to me all the time. And at Oklahoma Shirt company, like customers, yeah. like they want to work and it's hard because I'm not a very good 
customer, like, take her care of her person mm-hmm. consistently. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can solve the problem that's right in front of me, but follow up or staying with you because I've just got my hands in so many different places. I understand that. Yeah. So when you have the opportunity to work with an owner, no one loves that business or is going to take care of you as well as the owner does. So watching Morgan be the front man and mm-hmm. build his business and mm-hmm. always there and doing it right, you know, the hard way, like not the easy way, not yeah. shortcuts, but hustling. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day watching Morgan, what is he like from his social media presence yeah. alone? It's such a, and then they backed it up with their brand, with the experience of going to the Plaza District in their store. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he found an incredible partner with Kyle. That's true. That yeah. Yes. They're a great you know, team. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Because Morgan is great at, um, you know, coming up with those ideas and um, really just Kyle is really good at flushing out those yeah. ideas and yeah. really like kind of, getting the best out of Morgan, mm-hmm. you know, and I, they make an incredible team. They do love both of those guys. Like love, love, love them. So I was over there for one of my therapy sessions with, and I'm telling Morgan like, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. You want to fix it? No, it's cool. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're good. I told Morgan, I told Morgan, I said, dude, my dispensary, I, I have to either close it down. Like I've exited my second round of partners at this point. It's just me. Because I need it needed more, and I told him, I said, "Dude, I'm either going to close this down, or I, I'm looking for a partner. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to come in. I want you to take this over. I want you to run it. I want you to make this place. You can rebrand it. You mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Just make it special, like you made high voltage special. That's what I recognized. Like, and in his infinite wisdom, he told me no. <laughs> like real talk. Like, yeah. I, and I think that was a really smart move on his behalf because." I would tell you right now, if someone handed me a dispensary, I would hand it right back to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a hard business it's, that you yes. can't. It takes a lot of focus. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of focus. And, yeah, and he was he was focused and committed and like committed to the boutiqueness and the specialness of high voltage and was in tune enough with that that he told me no. to. And I was being very generous. Like I was going to. And so he said, however, um, you know, the move you need to make is your cultivation license that you're not doing anything with you've got to you've got to meet my friend ben and he said dude i that i would this is what my move would be i'm just a few years away from it is what he told me at the time morgan and i had already gone and looked at a couple buildings um wow like months prior to this you Mm -hmm. know and it was more of just like morgan you know he'd find a building and be like hey you want to come look at this what would you do with this or what you know (laughs) and, and with all with the intent of you know me coming over there and, and helping him with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was all just kind of serendipitous that this yeah. happened. Right. Um, and but, so yeah. Morgan, and I know this about Morgan. Morgan, like my friend Ben, has high taste. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes, he does. When he recognizes something, I I listen to Morgan, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Morgan says this is what he would do, uh, that instantly, you know, goes right to the top of my list. And so I... Morgan sets up a meeting with Ben and I and uh, Ben comes over and we talk and, and I basically like I'm Ben's very charming, um, (laughs) but it's, you know, I've been, I'm beat up at this point in the dispensary and cultivation world. And so I'm, I'm, I'm literally on my last leg Mm -hmm. and, and I said, well, if this is, yeah, I'll give this a shot. We'll see what happens. And I basically tell Ben like, Hey, here's the truth. This is where we're at. Um, I'm, really in debt at this point with myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm basically 
if I'm being honest, I'm injuring Oklahoma Shirt Company for the health of Chill. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep, you know, it is a, it, I'm not going to call it a parasite, but it definitely. It's a parasite. It's, it, it is something <laughs> that, but it's also me. Like at the end of the day, like it's me playing with the tools that I have in front, front mm-hmm. of me trying to do something. And so when Ben comes over or Ben and I talk, I tell him the truth. And I tell him that, like, I can't pay you what you deserve to be paid right now. Uh, I, if you can come in here and turn this around and you can start generating cash, then we will take all of that cash and immediately reinvest it back in the company. And I will, put, I will parlay this with you as much as you want, and we will make this as – and Ben had a vision from the beginning. He's like, it, it needs to be this size and it needs to be this many – like, this is what we're going to do because we can have a harvest every two weeks instead of a harvest every four months and starting over every time. Yeah. And, hey, your veg looks like hammer dog shit, and you've got to do this, and we've got to do this, and it's going to be very it's going to be very expensive. Um, but if you can do all of that, mm-hmm. then I can do all of this. Right. You can focus on this, and I can mm-hmm. focus on this. Yeah. 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 And I said uh, – let's go. And and he said, dude, I, I'm working part-time. You know, he goes, I'll come, I'll keep my, he had a job. He was working, like he said, he was working with his parents. And yeah. He said, I'll come side hustle this as long as it makes sense. And we'll just see where it goes. And so that was kind of phase one. And that's cool. Man, it was two years ago. That was okay. two years ago. So did part, did part-time for a year and then have been there a year full-time this November. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It's, dude, it's been fun. Because been- I've also, beyond all of the, you know, kind of having my own spot, which I always wanted, um, you know, or being, you know, partnered in a spot. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of being able to put your your stamp on yeah, things. for um, sure. Everybody kind of wants to mm-hmm. do that your in some way or another. Touch yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be just like it. a cog in the machine. Yeah. Right. You know? right, right. Um, and so... It was an awesome opportunity for me. But beyond all of that, him and I have gotten super, super close uh, in that, uh, you know, he was talking about his wife, you know, kind of being perturbed with him about <coughs> we should watch this show because, you know, Ben said it was good or yeah. he liked it or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend and I the other day were having a little tiff and she was like, I bet you wouldn't talk to Justin like that. <laughs> You guys, y'all are cute. You guys are working well together. I was like, I was like, well, he wouldn't talk to me like you. But anyway, so all that, yeah, all that to say, hey, we've had it out. We've had it out many times. Yeah, and it's but that's good. Like not Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way, right? You know, and it always uh, just like you do with your girlfriend. You know, it Mm -hmm. it comes, it circles back around. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm sorry, shouldn't handled it that way. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Shout out real Tommy Houston over there enjoying the trop cherries. <laughs> the 10 day dry trop cherries oh, fresh off yeah, the trellis. Yeah, that's my uh, but um, so, yeah, I've, I've made a, a great friend. Um, you know, seems so, like it seems yeah. like it seems yeah. like you guys Dude. have both been really good for each other, like yeah. business partners yeah. and yeah. friendship. Yes. Like Absolutely. you yes. guys, I'm glad you guys are working together in that sense because <laughs> yes. I can feel and see it. Then yeah. yeah. it's been cool. fun. It's re- it's really fun, and I think it's part cool. of that too is my girlfriend thinks I go to work every day and just goof around. <laughs> yeah, she's you know? like, how much real work did you? Do I'm like, well, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Really hard. It's hard being funny and witty all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> 
So tell us about the rosin that you guys have called Polar Melts. Like, when did you guys start creating your own? So uh, this culminated, has it been a year? About a year, um, a year ago. That was ultimately... um, whatever uh that was ultimately where i wanted to go with the grow okay um so i love flour but <laughs> i hash is really i really enjoy hash yes. um and i always told justin like hey you know if if flour is the grapes hash is the wine it's, it's you know it's the expression of yeah. what that is you know it's right it's, that's you a know, good explanation um, comparison and so um that was always kind of where i wanted to go Wanted to have some flour, um, but but primarily, you know, two-thirds or at least a half of every harvest going to the freezer for hash. Yeah. Um, and so I told him, too, I said, how we stand out is, you know, we have to pop seeds. We have to pheno hunt. We, you know, because, yeah, we can buy cuts from guys around here or whatever, um, but everybody else is growing those. Mm-hmm. Like, at that time, my first run, I grew a bunch of turple, which... I hate. Oh, we love Turple. I hate Turple. Mm-hmm. I grew it a bunch at Jake's Jungle. We love with Turple. Joe. Joe hates it as well. Love Turple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just watered down Trop Turps, but whatever. Anyways. We love Trop. Yeah. <laughs> trop till you drop, baby. Joe, yeah. Trop till you he's, drop. He's, yeah, he loves, loves If it's purple, trop. I want it. Dude, if it's just tropical, bought. love it. <laughs> Dude just bought a hundred pack of tangy seeds. Okay. Oh, that, wow. <laughs> well, because we had to educate him like, okay, trop really gets that we kind of like citrus <laughs> flavor from tangy. So if you really want something good, like you need to find a good cut of tangy. That's from whatever. Dr. Greg. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Shout out, uh, Greg, uh, okay. Cali outdoor. Uh, well, I don't know what is new Instagram. It gets taken down every 10 days. Um, Relatable. He, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's he's an OG. Sad. He was a guy that I met um, off, of, <laughs> off of Instagram. Okay. He had a huge Instagram following. Um, he had a couple of pages that were like 150,000 plus oh, followers. Wow. Cali Outdoor. You can even find stuff on the, you know, the internet about it. Oklahoma <laughs> Terps with a Z. Oklahoma Terps. Okay. Fantastic grower. Greg. Gregory um, Beam. So anyways, back back to the hash thing. That was always kind of what, that yeah. was my vision. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. I wanted to fuck around with it. And so um, we started doing polar melts. And, and I got Justin all juicy about hash too, kind of in that, mm-hmm. that interim time, you know, while we're building out and doing all the things. Um, so, yeah, now he's, he's uh, my, my hash making buddy. Um, and so uh, nice. we have, we have, it's, the grow is literally me and one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. And so, and we've got four rooms um, and a, four flower rooms and a veg. And so, uh, Justin fills in for hash making, you know. So, Mike for that Call day. Calling the or, big guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike for that day or those two days, you know, while we're washing uh-huh. and, and all that stuff, he's taking care of farm stuff and, yeah. and Justin and I are washing. And so, um, that's a lot of fun too. It's just cranking yeah. tunes and paddling and. Yeah. You know. So, is it just that's the whole team? Like, even with, like, the dis- people who work at oh, the dispensary, no. so, you so, have other... So, dispensary... Um, hey, run them through the SEAL Team 6. Yeah, so, uh, SEAL Team 6. <laughs> this is also the other thing that I told Justin from the beginning is uh, I wanted to have just a very small, tight crew. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't... 
I didn't get into growing or I didn't want to do this thing to manage people. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at that. Yeah, I don't want to I do hate that. managing people. No, I don't want to be an asshole. I'm like, you're an you. adult. Just act like an adult. Yeah. yeah. You that's, know. Okay. Easier said than done. Exactly. That's why I don't like managing How do you guys like find, go through the process of finding like the proper fit for someone? It's like tough. with your small team. It's tough. And, and so... <clears throat> We got to go back to the OG. Yeah, so the OG is is Abe. Uh, shout out Abe, love you, um, Abe, cat daddy. One of our so he he left us to go back to school. Ugh. He wants to become Indiana Jones. Broke my heart. Um, Broke my heart, Indiana Abe. He's, he's going to school for anthropology. Oh, cool. Broke yeah. my heart. Yeah. Uh, no, we love Abe, and so Abe was there when I when I started, um, and was there for my first year of being there. And he managed the dispensary. Mm-hmm. And it, he was, for a while when I first started there, he was the only one. That's he right. was it. He mm-hmm. was the dispensary. Yep. I was the grow. And yep. then Justin was kind of like flex as he was um, getting more and more back into the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so we have Noah that manages our, our dispensary now. Um, and Deacon uh, working part-time and Zach working part-time. The night watch. Yeah. Zach is is the weekend and night watch. We and, love Zach. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then we have myself and Mike in, uh, on the grow side mm-hmm. and then, and Justin coming in. That's, that's SEAL Team wow. 6 right there. That's it. SEAL Team 6? Yeah. Seal yeah. Team six. That's and, tight. And so. <laughs> I like um, to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. I don't know how good we are, but, but we're there. Hey, and, I love that. We're getting yeah. better every day. We yeah. all, we all love each other and, and everybody enjoys working and, and hanging out together. That's so good. It's, that's it's good a to really. Know. Uh, in my opinion, it's a good, healthy work environment. Yeah, you know, when, that's when, big to say. But a lot of people mm-hmm. cannot say that about their work environment. When shit needs so. to get done, it gets yeah. done, and, yeah, and sure. that's not to say people don't slack or I don't slack yeah. or whatever. It happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Then dad comes in and gives some and grace, cracks the whip, <laughs> yeah. and says, "Hey guys, you know, <laughs> got to get it done." Cleaning day. When you see him tearing through the warehouse or something, yeah. cleaning stuff up, you know it's about to be go time. Yeah, so. I do what you got to do. <laughs> so, as a grower and as somebody who I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, your journey with cannabis and, like, the actual, like, good stuff has really started pretty recently. So I'm going to ask you the question first. As a grower properly in a grow and an ecosystem that you've created, what's it feel like to smoke your own bud? And then for you, Mm -hmm. to have what you went through and now experiencing what you are now with your business, Mm -hmm. what's that experiencing like every time you smoke the bud? So, uh, prior to even, you know, growing here, I had always dabbled with it, whether it be in a closet or a tent or a yeah. room or some ditch weed, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but like <coughs> having like your first, like good harvest, like a big harvest of, you know, at home, you're going to have one or two lights. Mm-hmm. You're going to get four turns a year. You know what I mean? In a facility where you have say four rooms and you get a minimum of four turns, that's 16 harvests a year. So you're seeing a lot more, you know, but those first couple are fun. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it was funny. (laughs) Uh, our first harvest, Justin had saying one of the guys come over and like take pictures and he brought champagne over and, um, you know, I was proud of you. No, I, it was, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. I just hate that it was turple that we had to grow the Run. We love Turple. They, <laughs> hey, and Jake's Jungle, Joe, gave us all the cuts uh, for our first run. Because I was out. like, I killed everything in veg. Mm-hmm. I have no, no moms. I have nothing. So yeah. I was like, we love Joe. What can Aww. I take like and 250 Josh. cuts? We love Josh. Yes, Josh. Josh, his brother. 
Uh, <laughs> shout out Josh, aka Gucci Mang. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, but it's uh, it's awesome smoking your own stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I encourage everyone to grow at home. If you have the want, or yeah. Yeah. if you're just curious about it, if you're a houseplant chick or a houseplant dude, whatever, uh, try it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's you know, even if even if it comes out shit and you have to put it in butter and eat it, like yeah. It's still fun. Yeah. You know? And that's a good encouraging thing to say. What happened to your plant that you were growing? Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, this is... <laughs> did you it, I mean, yeah, it was thriving. It was outside. Okay. I live in the country in Chandler, okay. but it was outside. Shout out Chandler. That's where your girlfriend's from. Okay. That's where she went to high school. Wow. She, she's probably older. I, well, I didn't grow up in Chandler, okay. but that's where I live. Um, but it was outside and... It looked really good for a while when I was keeping up with it and watering it, and then I got busy and shit, you know, and then just kind of it wasn't always there to tend to mm-hmm. that one plant, mm-hmm. and I just forgot about it because it wasn't, like, right in front of me every time I went in. Yeah. So it kind of just, like, dried itself out, and then it, yeah. you know, I honestly was, like, low-key messed up about it because I killed it, and I was, like, I saw it thriving, and then, like, the... I wasn't taking care of it, and I yeah. let it die, and I saw it, and I was like, wow. That was all on me. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, proud of it at one point. Yeah. Like, I've never grown it. And then, like, sure. I was like, I don't know what to do with it after. It's going to be pretty, but, like, wow. And then, like, one day it was just dead, and I tried to, like, revive it. And I was just like, damn it. Like, I felt like I let it down. Yeah. But myself, down sorry too. to bring it up. <laughs> so that's sorry. my... First time experiencing that, but I want to try again though. Like yeah, whenever I good. can like focus on it and like, be like, my, give, be intentional. Set yourself up for success. Go yes. go to Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever, and buy you a little Orbit uh, automatic water that you hook up to your hose. Okay, I'll, we can. I'll give you the. Okay. The tips and tricks, but, okay. but you can basically set yeah. your, set it up on a drip system where well, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you're Very going good. over once a week or every couple of weeks, and you're top yeah. dressing something in, and then it's getting watered automatically. Yeah, like okay, it makes it a lot easier. Then you can spend your time doing the things like defoling outdoor plants. I wouldn't really mess with because you're going to have an issue with yeah. bugs and pests and all. You know, all the yeah. Things. Uh, I wouldn't spend that much time on outdoor okay. plants. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, all the outdoor growers, but in my opinion, rookies. No, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. And this, no. Is, this is probably piss a lot of people off. Um, but Justin just pissing people no, off. No, 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 no. In my opinion, it is extremely hard to grow good to decent outdoor weed in Oklahoma. There's a reason why we don't have wineries here. Right? Yeah, we got some you good know. outdoor growers, though. <laughs> fantastic yes. outdoor growers. Yeah. But yeah. Shout out to Kimmy. Uh, no, fantastic <laughs> outdoor growers. But they're up against a really, yeah. you know, for sure uphill climb. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so be a that's, why, that. that's why I tell people, mm-hmm. like, if you're growing in your backyard, like, just look at it as as fun. Yes. Like, don't, don't get too tied up in it. If you really yeah. want to get you a tent and throw mm-hmm. in your spare yeah. bedroom, if you really want to hone in on mm-hmm. something, because... And and not that indoor growing is any easier because yeah. at that point you're playing God, you're bringing the wind and rain and all the, you know all the yeah, things. Yeah, right. You know? um, but it's just uh, I I talk to so many people that grow a few plants in their backyard. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I got hit by bud rot late, or oh, you know these pests, and they, they're so like downtrodden about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, guys, do you just look at that as you know, <laughs> just kind of fun? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. if, if you have to. Turn it into butter. What I do with all my outdoor, if I run outdoor uh, at my house, is I wash it and put it in edibles. Mm-hmm. That's the move. Yeah. yeah. Rosin. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, you get live raws and edibles and you get a shit ton of them. You know, I need to get my dad. He loves like his garden. He is so good at it too. Like his whole backyard is beautiful. And I'm like, dad, do you want to add a cannabis plant to it? You should just give him like, that would be a a cool introduction. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care if I smoke or whatever, but like he has a green thumb and he's always Mm -hmm. had like a luscious backyard. So I'm like, why not add like a cannabis plant? He could do it. To mess around, you know, and if you didn't like it or got too smelly for you, dad, then like, I'll take it. Cause that would be the only reason, but I'm like, you would appreciate it and you would end up loving the way it smelled and like probably going over to it and like smelling it yourself. (laughs) Throw it out late. It's not going to get super big. You know, if you start, throwing stuff out pretty early like I had a, a couple like 12 and a half foot tall plants mm-hmm. in my backyard and I live in the middle of Oklahoma City like okay. off of 24th and May yeah and so I'm sure all my neighbors were see it. yeah yeah, yeah. Flying the flag, which I mean bro. who's tight I, like at the, <laughs> yeah. End, yeah at the end of the day <laughs> let like, them know no it's it's legal what's that smell <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah. God, what yeah. is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which it's it's legal, it's whatever. Um, but I had got these two new sixty-five gallon pots, and I threw a couple yeah. plants in them pretty early. Everybody loves it. Um, it doesn't yeah, piss it anybody fun. off. <laughs> you see a giant weed tree, it will make even the most conservative right. Christian like, smile. You are so right, Justin. I know. Yeah. Lady neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did they say something? No. I'm gonna no. call the cops on you, Benjamin. No. Or worse, I'll call Nancy. No. Yeah. I bribe her with cantaloupe from the garden. Okay. 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 Oh, amazing. Yeah. Keep them happy. Yeah. You think she'll listen to this podcast? Yeah. Shout out Justine. Justine. Yeah. Hey. Hey. hey I'll listen. tell you after hey. the podcast. <laughs> oh, story for after podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if if you could go back to your younger self and tell yourself some solid advice, what would each of you say? It wouldn't have anything to do with cannabis. So I can tell That's you that. okay. That's okay. Um, it doesn't have to. Just like life advice. Man. Uh. Maybe just apply yourself more. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was so many times when I was younger that it was just like everything was kind of just a, a joke or, you don't you know, just mm-hmm. typical teenager or even early 20s. Um, you know, I was in my early 20s working for my dad doing outside sales, making great money. And, you know, if I was a little bit smarter with that, you know, uh, gosh, you know, 20, 21-year-old kid making $7,500,000 a year. And all I'm doing is going to the casino with my roommates yeah. and, you know, just blowing it on booze. And right, yeah. So, yeah, just maybe apply yourself more. Maybe mm-hmm. take things yeah. more seriously in my, my younger self. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What about you, Justin? Don't invest in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Amen. Sort of. I'm um, still hanging on to Sheba. Come on with it. <laughs> come on, no whammies. Um, no, like, um... Special isn't, like, special isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, to do something, it takes hard, the hardest way is the right way. You know, like, nothing comes easy. You have to work at it no matter how, how bad you want it. Like, you have to put in the real work. So put in the real work and do things right the first time. Um, over and over again is what I would tell myself because I always want the shortcut. I want the fastest way there. Mm-hmm. You know, the running joke at the farm is, you know, Fix it today, make it look pretty tomorrow. You know, it's yeah. like, well, yeah. like, it's not the fastest, like, just, and that's what's been fun and really over the past couple of years with Ben is year one, you know, he, he basically was doing what he could with what he had. And that was one room and one veg. 
And I, cause he had to prove the concept to ultimately himself and to me, right. you know, cause he was doing, you know, like, this is your ship now, captain. And well, yeah, I hadn't done anything solo other, you know, yep. and home stuff. Up and until that point. and no, the deck I, was stacked against you because yeah. you had the worst, you didn't have much for automation. It was all by hand. Like mm-hmm. the lights, it was poorly designed. It was under HVAC. Like it was just set up poorly because yeah. it was done half-assed from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. What's the minimum requirements? What do we need to do to this room to do a podcast? Okay, cool. You need a light and a microphone. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you just, it was done at, as minimalistically as possible. And so then after year one, um, I realized like Ben is, Ben, he's proved it to me and himself. And he's the talent. He's the kind of talent that it's easily to invest in, you know? And so like, we, it's time to bring these other three rooms online because Ben said, we're, we're not going to save this ship. We're not going to make this work with one room, bro. Like we got to, and we can do one room at a time, but the master vision is three rooms fit back here and single source. And we'll have this harvest and a small team and this really smart, 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 smart business model that investors normally don't get to be a part of because I get to be a part of the seal team six, like, and they, but they're counting on me in a unique way. Like, it's not just like give money to something and it, and it and it does well. No, chill is special um, because of Ben, but chill is also special because of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a year ago. F- I had to fall in love with that place again. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like. I was like, damn, I've got this like anchor mm-hmm. that I can't sell. Yeah, that I can't. I can't do anything with it other than shut it down, and that's just a loss. Yeah. So the only way out of this is right through the fucking mm-hmm. middle of it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's what Ben has been a lot. Like, we've just been arm in arm since the beginning of we're going to – we have to get through this. Yeah. Like, we are yeah. on a rocket ship. That's cool. To yeah. A, yeah. And there's no turning back. Like, mm-hmm. we are going, and we're going to get there. And but back to what he would tell his younger self if he would have done it right the first time and had four rooms. Yeah. And I was like, dude, back in the day, Wholesale Hash was 50 bucks a gram. Think about yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I didn't have the have vision though. Fifteen yeah. lights. Yeah. I didn't know. No, for sure. Yeah. You know, I then education advice to your younger self. Yeah. Do it right the that first is. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well like you wouldn't have needed me. What would you say? We ask everyone this question, guys. There's plenty of stigma surrounding cannabis that make us roll our eyes. But what is something that you hope to see changed? And that's a lot. I'm looking forward to every year. So me, I've got to journey with the like naive Oklahoman, you know, from mm-hmm. day one. I didn't, I've traditional market. What? Yeah. No way, dude. I'm not going to hell. <laughs> right. Like I, so the only reason I tried can is because I went to a place where it was legal to try it. Right? Yeah. Uh, I've loved, I have, I think we have a lot to look forward to. I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I think that. I'm appreciating the market maturing and the expectation. I was heart literally. So six months ago, I finally understood why our pre-rolls were better than all the other pre-rolls that I've had in the past. Because I realized that people were filling their pre-rolls full of trim. Mm -hmm. And like they were like in dispensary. I owned a dispensary and I didn't realize this. Like you can go buy the trim and shake from a grower at a really cheap price and grind it up and put it in. I know I'm preaching He's to so the prior, cute and but like, yeah. I know. Welcome. <laughs> you can grind. I learned about this six months ago, and I was legitimate. Like how you felt about yeah. your plant. Like yeah. I was heartbroken, yeah. and I was more so disappointed in yeah. business owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is shit. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And then I got really proud of our stuff mm-hmm. because then I understood like why this mattered so much to Ben. Yeah, and why this is better. And 
And so that was, nice. so I'm really hopeful that people's taste is rising. Their expectations are rising. Um, Expect and, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's better. not, a, it's about convenience, but it's also about consistency yes. and it's about safety <laughs> and it's about like just trust. And so that's where, that's where I think we are po- poised to do really well is we're, we're trying to build our brand by relationships and by trust and by consistency and knowing that, like, I tell people, Ben and I, like, we're just two grown-ass man, men doing the hardest, like, trying the hardest that we can. Yeah. And we mess up, and when we mess up, we fix it. But we're – and this is the same strategy that I built Oklahoma Shirt Company with. It's just – it was me and Jaron. We're going to do this, and we're going to do it until we get it right. And we get it right. And I, I, so I'm hopeful for Oklahoma, and I'm hopeful for the market maturing. And as people recognize, like, oh, this is – rosin is special because of – and they begin to articulate, like, mm-hmm. oh, it is solventless. Oh, and it's – To know it's, what it means, yeah. yeah. and But it takes getting there. Like, rosin largely is either intimidating or people don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. you know? And so having – so as technology gets better and as I think people become more aware of – what the market is, I'm I'm excited for Oklahoma to continue maturing in the yeah. cannabis world. That's good. <laughs> I like that. What would you say, Ben? I, man, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, something I'm excited for change. Um, I just kind of mirroring what he said is is education, yeah, and, and not even just with hash, but with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like I told y'all before. It comes from the growers. It comes from you know. Uh, the concentrate makers and, and, you know, everyone out there, you've got to be educating. And, and I think that comes with market maturity. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I, there's plenty of people that I've talked to in mature markets, um, at least consumer-wise, that are still pretty ignorant on yeah. a lot of things. Um, and so that's one thing I'm, I'm hopeful for. And, uh, it's just in, as the market matures, the, the education gets better yeah. uh, from the top down. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because it's it winds up being better for the consumer. Yeah, mm-hmm. they know absolutely. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, if you know a little bit about wine, you can walk into the liquor store and like have a decent like. Oh, yeah. I like this region, yeah. or mm-hmm. I like this winemaker. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it winds up being a better experience for you mm-hmm. because you were properly educated, or at least yeah. somewhat educated about it. Exactly. Trop is so good. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's the terpenes, bro. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Well, guys, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Awesome. Thank you again so much for hanging out and sharing your passion and your journeys with us. We really appreciate both of you. Sorry, there were a lot of tangents. That's okay. Hey, That's okay. Outdoor Growers, I love all of you. You do an incredible job. It's extremely, okay. extremely difficult to grow anything outdoor in yeah. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Let they alone have the hardest cannabis. job. Hardest Let job. Alone cannabis. So Word. it was not a knock on you. <laughs> <laughs> Things are clarifying, but <laughs> of course, of course. you can stay in the loop on everything with the, that the guys are up to at Chill Dispensary on Instagram at Chill OKC. We also want to thank everyone listening to today's episode and for tuning in. And be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, all, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.